The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stocking. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Clive Jones. Clive is the joint founder and joint managing director of Kazali Resources, the name of which wants me to break out into song with the AFL anthem up there, Kazali. There's good reason for that analogy, but uh, I'll get Clive to run through that a bit later. Now, Kazali trades under the code CAZ or Charlie Alpha Zulu and last traded at 4.7 cents for a market cap of about 17 million. The company has a diversified exploration portfolio covering copper, cobalt, gold and iron ore, obviously most of which is found in Western Australia. For a junior, it's a bit unusual in that it, at last count it was carrying about $11.5 million in cash investments, so it has some firepower there for a company of its size. Even so, Kazali did something last year that is very rare in the exploration space. It actually gave money back to shareholders. I know, it's hard to believe. The $9 million or 2.6 cents a share return followed the sale of the Parker Range Iron Ore Project and 80% of the Mount Venn Project. Now, it made for a happy bunch of shareholders who took the return as a demonstration that the company has the best interest of its shareholders at heart and that it will deal on projects brought up through its project generation efforts when it's sensible to do so, rather than just sit on them forever and a day. And with that, I'm going to say good day to Clive and welcome him to the podcast. Hi, Clive, and thanks for your time today. Yeah, no problem, Barry. That's a fantastic introduction. <laughs> good on you. Now, the, uh, the joint, managed, uh, joint managing director set up is unusual. Tell us uh, about the genesis of that and, of course, why the name Kazali Resources. <laughs> You're taking me back to a, uh, a long night of diggers and dealers back in 2003, Barry. Wow. <laughs> uh, where Nathan McMahon, my other joint managing director and myself, were uh, mulling over the name of a company uh, which we were looking to list on the ASX uh, shortly thereafter. Um, it was Nathan's suggestion for Kazali being a, a, the mad football fanatic that he is. Mm. I wasn't so sure, but uh, uh, before long he had the whole bar singing the song and uh, the, there was <laughs> no turning back from there. That's so here we are. So he's a, a St Kilda fan, is he? <laughs> uh, if anybody knows Nathan, that's uh, that, that's an obvious uh, observation. Uh, yeah, no, he certainly is. Oh, he could be a South Melbourne fan, Kazali. But um, what about yourself? Uh, and I'm a Dockers boy. Uh, you got to stand by the West. Yeah, that season's over for you guys, but um, <laughs> you've uh, yeah, you've got it good over there during COVID compared to the rest of us. So. Yeah, we actually got to go to some games, Barry. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's right. Now, the company's always been amongst the more active of the juniors. And as I mentioned uh, earlier, there's a willingness to turn properties over when it makes sense to do so. So I'm just hoping you can give us a, a feel for the overriding, overriding strategy of the company. Yeah, look, we, we take a, a portfolio approach to our business and we, and we treat it like a business, not, uh, not, you know, not just a, a one-project dream. Mm. Um, so accordingly, you know, we're fairly well known for generating our own projects, for you know, doing some early stage exploration um, across a, a range of commodities and, and even jurisdictions. 
we like to focus uh, on our own funds on one or two key projects and to um, to deal out on the others, and that that generates um, cash and stock and other entities, which helps fund our, our business going forward. So, as I say, we 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 treat treat like a business and have a portfolio approach to it. Mm, okay, I mentioned the company is one of the more active out there, and I see. Uh, recently, I moved to full ownership of the Horse Creek Copper Project. Uh, not a bad time to be getting into copper. Uh, the metal was uh, what averaged about two fifty a pound in the June half, and it's up to three pounds and uh, three dollars and thirteen a pound this week. Um, tell us a bit about the project. Yeah, uh, well, the Horse Creek Project was one that we recognised a few years ago, actually, and we we, we uh, joint ventured into it uh, and started spending some money and 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 worked up the Mount Angelo North. Um, copper ore body, small but very rich copper mm. ore body, which is still open. Um, unfortunately, at the time, we couldn't consummate uh, uh, gaining further equity in the project just, just due to the current environment and the, uh, you know, the cash consideration required. So we had to sit back and um, retain our 20% for a long time. Um, we're in a situation recently where we saw the opportunity to purchase the outstanding 80% of the project, which we did because we've always liked it and um, given that there is you know, upside in the project there, um, as you mentioned, it's a great time to get back in the copper. So a small, rich copper deposit, which has um, some good upside. We like it. Yeah, it's part of the world where I think back in the day they used to uh, just bag up of the uh, the ore and uh, walk it over to uh, the coastline <laughs> to ship off. It was so rich. Uh, so what's the forward program there? Yeah, we're, um, we, we've generated some uh, downhole conductors which sit below the known mineralisation. Um, the good thing about VMS, it's volcanogenic massive sulphide deposits like this, is that they, they rarely are found as single ore bodies. They, they hunt in packs, if you like. So mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we believe that there are other similar ore bodies nearby. Um, we've got these downhole conductors that we want to test. Also, a long strike to the north. Um, we've mapped out the um, the host stratigraphy there, um, and which hasn't yet to be drilled and explored. So there is there is upside and potential there. Okay, so it's more than I think the uh, deposit people would know. There's the Mount Angelo uh, deposit. So you think there's uh, upside in terms of other VMS deposits around that area as well? Well, as I said, the um, VMS deposits um, occur in camps. Um, very rare that you find a single VMS um, structure or deposit like this by itself. So, yeah, you know, we're fairly confident that there's more out there somewhere. Just got to put the holes in the right place, Barry. Mm. And um, that would be sometime next year, first holes? Yeah, it would. It's, uh, it's uh, getting that time of the year where uh, people aren't that keen to go, go north and working 45 degree heat um <laughs> so uh everybody's looking to, to sort of um move out of the area and um yeah we it gives us time to package things up and uh, you know, do our targeting and uh, uh, a bit tighter and um yeah so we're hoping to get in the ground it'll, it'll probably be late q1 q2 next year mm, okay now over its uh, journey the company's become well known for its staking prowess uh, where does that come from? And uh, I see that you have uh, assembled a big land package up in the Ashburton, uh, which is prospective for gold and base metals. Uh, tell us the story there. Mm, sure. Um, 
Well, I guess that's the, the great thing that uh, Nathan and I bring different aspects to the business. I mean, if anybody knows the, the McMahon family in Western Australia, they've been known for the great stakers and project generators, and you know, that, they can look mm. at the tenant map and find the holes in that where others can't. And I bring the more technical side to the business. With respect to the Ashburton, um, some prospectors I know found these uh, these nuggets of gold bearing uh, quartz samples um, in the region. So that obviously piqued the man's interest. Finding rocks which uh, have, have only 20 ounces of gold sitting in them, it's pretty damn interesting. So mm. that led me into the area and I did, did some research and found that um, the, the Ashburton Basin was pretty largely unpegged and um, just doing some research found that there was a Geoscience Australia to, together with Geological Survey WA that conducted a uh, deep seismic program across the whole Pilbara or a very large part of the Pilbara 450 kilometres and the really interesting thing that piqued my interest was this bearing down fault structure which goes all the way down to the mantle and it's these really deep seated structures that Form the conduits for mineralisation for large ore bodies. Um, uh, the gold fields of West Australia are a fantastic example where all the big deposits sit on the Keith Kilkenny zone or the Ladder mm. Tectonic zone or you know, the Yamana Shear, etc. etc. So, this is one of those sort of structures. And the other structure nearby to it is an Angel Gardy fault, which was well known and has been explored and, and hosts the Paulsons. Um, Gold ore body, which of course was the birth of Northern Star, mm -hmm. um, uh, the Mount Olympus ore body, which was recently sold to uh, Kalamazoo. So that structure nearby is known to host these uh, economic ore bodies, but the Grand Downs fault uh, not only has it never been explored um, to any real uh, depth um, or at all, um, it was open. So mm -hmm. so we pegged it. So we, we, we've got 80 kilometres of the strike of that structure, which uh, we're pretty keen to sort of get get on the ground to. But on top of that, Barry, the, the research showed that, you know, there's been a lot of gold sitting in that in that region, a lot of alluvial gold. It's, it's been known to be prospected since the late 1800s. And in fact, you know, in the 1890s, the, the, the dead finish field in the area had over 8,000 men working the ground. So mm -hmm. there's gold in the system. And, uh, yeah, it's never been explored by modern techniques. So here we go. Okay. So um, it's also known for its uh, uh, nuggets in that part of the world. So, but your focus is not on the nuggets; it will be on the shear hosted stuff or the intrusion related or sediment. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's that bearing down structure which goes down to the mount that really interests us. Um, it's it, it, it's always been known to be great prospecting countries, and you, you, you'll see a lot of vans out there and four drives and people walking around with metal detectors in the region. Mm. Um, and, you know, those nuggets that, uh, that were brought to us um, are a testament to that. But, um, yeah, no, we're, we're obviously after something uh, large and significant. Right. And so what's, what's the likely forward program there? Again, the time of the year is not great, but we are looking to get on the ground within the next two or three weeks to mm. just do some you know, regional reconnaissance work. Now, th this is an early stage. Yep. project over a very large area so it's not it's not like you've got to walk up drill target um so we we've got to do that basic good exploration good science and we'll get them on the ground and we'll um we'll look at uh the structure and and the 
geology and trying to find where we think the bearing down faults surfaces throughout the region mm -hmm. and that'll give us a, an area to focus on for probably the first phase to be a regional geochemical survey um, around that structure we're also doing obviously all the collating all the geophysics and, uh, satellite imagery and all that sort of technical work at the same time to help us with our targeting yeah big uh, land position i'm just wondering is the intention to proceed on a hundred percent basis or will you um work up the targets first. Oh, Barry, you know, I'm an old explorationist. I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd like, to, like to get on the ground and see if she's a boy or a girl before we get too, too carried away. But hey, it's, a, it's the same old thing. With Kazali, we've always had the model that, um, you know, if somebody gives you a good deal, which is in the interest of shareholders, and somebody wants to spend a hell of a lot of money very quickly and they, and they have the right technical team, then sure, we'll look at that for sure. But Gee whiz, I, I, I hope you're something away. Right, okay. Now looking at uh, the rest of the portfolio, you've got uh, drilling underway at uh, two of them, Mount Venn and Mackenzie Springs. Is that right? Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that's, uh, so they're examples. Mount Venn first. Yeah, yeah Mount Venn. Yeah, but both those projects are good examples of um, projects that we, we get other parties to spend their money on while we focus on other key projects. Mm -hmm. uh, Mount Venn, uh, you know, we have a twenty percent equity holding in there with uh, with Woomera Mining. Woomera are on the ground as we speak, actually drilling. But that's a uh, is a is a damn good project. It's it's around eighty ninety percent of the entire Mount Ben Greenstone belt um, is is under is in the project, um, and it's probably one of the few Greenstones built in in, a, in Western Australia which uh, doesn't have a single ounce of jork resource gold in it right? um, and that's because it really hasn't been that well explored um, so it, it can't be the only place to have it out there with any, without a gold deposit in that barrack so and mm. it's right next door to uh it's next greenstone belt to the west of um uh, gold roads gruyere deposit which of course is a has been a massive success over six million ounce deposit so which it's, was uh, uh, previously overlooked greenstone belt itself yeah oh exactly and you know um Yamana, as it was in, in its day, um, did, did a great job in recognising, um, did like the Ashburton, um, uh, an early stage deep seated structure in, in, in rocks that had hardly been explored. So they just tied up the whole package and went forward. So okay. that's been a, been a great success. Yeah. And Mackenzie Springs, uh, Nickel. Yeah, uh, the Mackenzie Springs is in the Kimberleys. It's uh, the ground along strike to the south of the Savannah Nickel Mine. Um, Kazali at the moment is 49% and we're diluting down to 30% as uh, we're in our joint venture with Finn Resources there who are also drilling as we speak. Uh, there are some outcropping blossoms there with some, some pretty, uh, pretty, pretty sexy numbers in it um, and there are some conductors from an EM program sitting below these things and they're being drilled as we speak. So we've got a finger in that pie as well. Okay. Uh, shifting focus a bit over to Namibia with uh, Cobalt. Interesting project. Um, created a lot of excitement a couple of years back, obviously, when uh, Cobalt got up to the uh, stratosphere pricing levels. Uh, what's what's going on there now with the project? Yeah, well, as you're probably aware, I've, I've had a long association with Namibia, and mm -hmm. um, given that, um, yeah, Celsius Resources found their Apollo uh, Cobalt Sulphide deposit there, which is, you know, Quite a large, one of the world's largest cobalt deposits, actually, um, albeit with metallurgical issues. But 
probably not insurmountable. Um, and just through my connections there, we picked up um, a very large package of ground right adjacent to that. And the, the exciting thing about the Kyoko project is that it's believed to be the, the same rocks as the same belt of rocks which um, hosts all the copper cobalt deposits in uh, in the DRC in uh, mm -hmm. Democratic Republic of Congo. So we're dealing with the right rocks. And again, Harvey been explored and recognised as such. So very large project, um, the right rocks, and we've just finalised a, um, a very large soil geochemical survey over some targets over there, which assays are in the lab at the moment. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that will lead into a drilling program at some point? Well, hopefully. We'll <laughs> wait to see how the results are, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that, that would be the plan. Uh, uh, Namibia, good place to have a mine. <laughs> Uh, I like to call Namibia um, Africa for beginners, Barry. Mm, yeah. Um, I think I think Namibia and probably Botswana are the two easiest jurisdictions and the most, um, you know, the 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 right of law and the, the legal system and, uh, mm. and so on. Um, in fact, you know, Namibia because it used to be German Southwest Africa, it still has a very strong German population there. So things work, and mm. they also so. Another two good things about Namibia, some of the best roads uh, that you can find in the world, uh, better than the Australian Outback roads, um, and probably the best beer in Africa because of the Germans too, which is a, is it? it's a bit of a bonus. It's got it all. Right. Okay, now uh, I mentioned the Parker Range Iron Wholesale. That, uh, you also kept a royalty on that. Is that going to be worth something over time? Yeah, yeah, well, it, it will be worth something over time, yeah. So we, we sold that for $20 million in cash about a year ago. Um, and a royalty. The royalty is um, doesn't kick in until after the first ten million tons have been mined, but um, and then it's fifty cents a ton thereafter. The reserve when we sold it was about thirty-one million tons, um, mm -hmm. but um, I'm not too sure. Mineral Resources haven't released any reserves yet, but um, that is a royalty that we expect to kick in within in in a couple of years' time. Yeah. Nice one to have. Mm. Not on the scale of Gina Reinhardt's, but you know. Yeah, nice earner. Now, what do you make of um, of your market cap at the moment, given well the cash backing you've got and uh, active drilling underway at two programs, a big push in the Ashburton and uh, the addition of Paul's Creek? Like I could, you know, I can find half a dozen juniors with twenty million dollar market caps who ain't doing much at all and have no cash. So, what is, what is yeah. there a disconnect there for some reason? Um. Barry, you know, I'll sound like most managing or you know managing directors out there and, and say, "Gee whiz, we're undervalued." Mm -hmm. um, but gee whiz, we are undervalued. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting if you look if you look at the market caps of um, Finn and um, uh, Woomera, for example. You combine it's it's the EVs in excess of Kazali for a fair bit, and yet we have all these other projects and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, look, look, my my view on that is that you know we we'll just do what we do. Value will be recognised at some stage. Mm. People, people who know us know that we aren't ones to sit, you know, sit down here and, and, and not do things. So we, we can't help ourselves. We, we think it's the best game in town, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, love getting out there and, and finding things and creating value. So these mm. things will look after themselves in due course, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, you've got the cash for uh, you know stepping up activity, as I mentioned with Ashburton and uh, Halls Creek and. The, so I guess we can wrap it all up by asking you to just give investors a feel what they should be looking out for, say, in the next six months. 
Well, we, we've obviously got, um, aside from the results from current drilling underway on the joint ventures and um, at Mackenzie Springs and Mount Venn, um, we will be you know, generating our, our targets in the Ashburton. Um, but at the same time, we're always in the market. Um, we still are in the market for uh, for a new project. I mean, we've got a fairly healthy cash balance. So we'd like to see, as I say, create a portfolio approach to our business. Um, the Ashburton is a very large, but it's a very early stage project. Mm-hmm. Um, the joint ventures are what they are. Uh, Halls Creek is a, is a nice little project, which is now on 100%, so we'll obviously get on the ground and be drilling those targets. But uh, you know, we are in the business of, um, and we are you know, looking in a, at various other projects at the same time. Uh, but it's fair to say it has been the seller's market rather than the buyer's market this year. Mm. <laughs> Mm. But uh, no, we're um, we're certainly on the case. Yeah, uh, when you're in a uh, seller's market, the uh, it's good to have those uh, staking uh, attributes I mentioned earlier to uh, go out and generate your own projects rather than just buying them off people you know, for top dollar. No, no, no that, that's right. I mean, you know, we're, we're always going to do that, um, so we can't help ourselves. Um, we yeah. are. You know, grand old explorations as well, but we also, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in the game here to create value for our shareholders, so whatever mm. it takes. Okay. All righty then. Well, there we have it, folks. Uh, one to watch uh, with drilling underway at two projects and uh, maturing targets at uh, a couple of others there and over in Namibia, of course. So uh, with that, Clive, I'm going to thank, thank you for your time today and uh, best of luck with it all. Oh, that's great, Barry. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Cheers.